1: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 7 of the Haunted Visions podcast. We are dedicated to stories of the paranormal, spine-chilling history, and adventures into the darkness of the unknown. So grab a flashlight, lock your doors, curl up under your blankets. And prepare to be scared.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Haunted Visions podcast. My name is Brandy. And with me as always is my partner in crime, Rachel. How are you do today, Rachel?
0: I'm great. Hi everybody. I hope you're having a great start to your week. Yeah,
1: yeah, because start to the week is always fun.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, today
1: we're going to talk about Time this time traveling guy, <laughs> and and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then we've got we've got some other crazy stuff that we're gonna go over, but mm-hmm. um, but we're gonna we're gonna start with this.
0: And um, shout out to Jason Dykes. He did absolutely. Um, we knew about this story as far as the urban legend side of it, and I actually thought it was a true story. And um, Jason. So graciously He's one of our listeners And he's com, And he said he would be More than willing to help us Do some research And write the script So thanks Jason
1: Yes Jason's a very very cool guy so He's awesome He is And uber smart And so so good looking
0: I just <laughs> He if uh, There's any lonely ladies out there
1: And he has a good job
0: He does And he's smart
1: He is very smart <laughs> Alright So yeah. Let me, let me paint a picture for you here. <laughs> June 1950. I was
0: going to ask you, are you going to paint a picture I'm of Jason? Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to
1: paint a picture for you. God, I love you, Jason. <laughs> June 1950. New York City, Times Square, 11 p.m. It is a perfect New York evening. In between the chill of late spring, but before the heat and humidity of summer. Lights blaze from the advertisements that span both sides of 47th Street. Pepsi Cola, Academy Televisions, and Chesterton Cigarettes. Crowds hustle along 42nd Street, some just starting on an evening that may be filled with cheap liquor and fast women.
0: (laughs) I may have been one of those once upon a time. Uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: Others are leaving the theater district. Mm -hmm. uh, Broadway, where sold out crowds are attending one of the several hit plays running that season, a revival of Streetcar Named Desire. I still have to see that. Or perhaps the revival of Shakespeare's As You Like It. Mm -hmm. While over on 46th Street, actors and dancers in rehearsals for a new musical, Guys and Dolls, stand on the rooftop smoking cigarettes, drinking wine, and relaxing after a long day of practice.
0: (sighs) Doesn't this sound so relaxing? He's a wizard with words.
1: Yeah, the wine and all that sounds fun. (laughs) Cars, their chrome grills, sharp and shiny, and wide cherry tailgate lights... I'm sorry, taillights, set inside large rear fins cruise like packs of sharks down the street. Ooh. Their powerful engines and gaudy decor, the most obvious symbol of American, or America's post-war boom. Mm. Suddenly, a man literally appears out of nowhere in the middle of the street. He appears confused and disoriented. Horns honk. He turns and panics, the lights reflecting off his widening eyes as he desperately looks for an escape to anywhere. Before he can move, before anyone can assist him, he is struck by a taxi. Onlookers rush over to help the man, but the strike is fatal.
0: That's just a crappy way to go.
1: Yeah, that would just be the story of my life. Poor dropped <laughs> somewhere and ran over.
0: Noah would ask you, are you dead?
1: Are you dead? <laughs> Police officers take over the scene and call for a car from the city's morgue service. While waiting, they can't help but notice his odd clothes and mutton chop sideburns. When the body is delivered to the morgue, investigators begin an inventory of the man's possessions and clothes. His clothes and facial hair are not the only odd thing about him. In his pockets, police find a copper token for beer worth five cents, bearing the name of a saloon no one had ever heard of, (laughs) Uh, a bill for the care of a horse and the washing of a carriage drawn by a livery stable on Lexington Avenue that was not listed in any address book, about $70 in old banknotes, business cards with the name Rudolph Fence mm-hmm. and an address on Fifth Avenue. With no identification, the case of finding out who this man was became the responsibility of Captain Hubert V. Rim of the Missing Persons Department of the New York Police Department.
0: So I think I've just now decided, my husband, if we ever have a a baby boy, is like dead set on naming my kid Seamus. Long story short, my father and now my father-in-law are on me like hawks, even though, no offense if there's any Seamus's out there. I'm just, I don't want to name my kid Seamus, but since my last name is Flynn, they're trying to carry on the Irish tradition, da-da-da-da-da, but I think I'm going to go for Hubert now. Huh. What do you think about that, Brandy? <laughs> Hubert, right? It's like Huey, Dewey, and Louie, or whatever, right? I, it's I like that. Sure. I could, I could, and then maybe my son could grow up one day and and start a band called Huey Lewis and the News.
1: <sighs> they could. Here's the thing.
0: <laughs>
1: First of all, if you call him Seamus, he is yes. automatically destined to be a drunk leprechaun.
0: <laughs> That's see, I think about that too, but everyone thinks about the wrestler Seamus, and they're like, "Oh, he's a badass. He's a drunk da, leprechaun." Da, 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 da
1: but that wrestles hubert is not much better okay so <laughs> they found the address on fifth avenue was part of a business its current owner did not know rudolph fence fence's name is not listed in the address book his fingerprints are not recorded anywhere and no one has reported him missing Uh-oh. thinking that the old man's odd cl- that i'm sorry that the man's odd clothes might signify a european visitor uh, he checks with his counterparts throughout Western Europe to see if this is one of their missing cis- citizenry. Hmm. citizenry. Seriously, Jason? Finally, almost in an act of desperation, Wren requests a copy of an old New York City telephone directory from 1939. There, the dogged investigator found an important clue. The directory listed a man named Rudolph Fence Jr. Hmm. Captain Rim spoke to the residents of the apartment building at the listed address who remembered Fence Jr. and described him as a man about 60 years old who had worked nearby. After his retirement, he moved to an unknown location in 1940. Contacting the man's bank, Rim was told that Fence had died five years before, but his widow still was still alive and lived in Florida. As old as all retirees do.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Rem contacted her and learned that her husband's father had disappeared in eighteen seventy six at the age of twenty nine. He had left the house for an evening walk and never returned. All efforts to locate him were in vain and no trace remained. Captain Rim checked the missing persons files on Rudolph Fence in eighteen seventy six. The description of his appearance, age and clothing corresponded precisely to the appearance of the unidentified dead man from times square the case was still marked unsolved fearing that he would be held mentally incompetent rim never noted the results of his investigation in the official files not long after the discovery of this information fence's body disappeared some say it was secreted away by government officials in the dead of night. And to this day, the case remains officially
0: unsolved. What makes you wonder, when things like this happen, like like time travelers or something weird or some scientist discovers something or you hear like about UFOs or something, I feel like everybody immediately blames the government. Well, yeah. Of course. I know. <laughs>
1: well, it's just, yeah. It's clear, clearly always the government. It's their fault. I know. I know. Uh, not that they aren't behind many, many a weirdo things.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure.
1: So, of course, you know, the government takes off of the body. The case remains. Officially, it's unsolved. The story of Ralph Fentz, time traveler, became appearing in the 1970s. Folklore researcher Chris Aubeck investigated, and his research led to the conclusion that the people and events of the story invented were all fictional. Although he could not find the original source, the true author was renowned, renowned. Excuse me, science fiction writer Jack Finney, and he uh, was around from 1911 to 1995. And the fence episode was part of the short story "I'm Scared," which was published in Collier's. "I'm Scared," oh, I'm sorry, which was published in Collier's. Dude, it's you know, it's a struggle today. "I'm Scared" is the tale of a 66-year-old man who, after experiencing a temporal disturbance begins collecting evidence of accidental time travel the story of rudolph fence the man who fell through time appears as the last entry finney later wrote the body snatchers which led to the 1956 movie invasion of the body snatchers
0: which apparently i need to watch i've been told
1: so we have all you know everybody's kind of heard of the time traveling guy he falls out of the sky and then there's stuff in his pockets blah 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 but evidently that is not a true story it was it was all made up in this guy finney's imagination and so that is
0: disappointing
1: because you know who doesn't want to time travel
0: <laughs> well and there's a bunch of other stories we're eventually going to dig into as well that people claim that they see like people on a time loop or something like that oh, yeah. or, but they're real people they say that there's not like how a ghost wormhole and all that. Yeah. We're going to go down that rabbit hole in future episodes. So hopefully you guys stick with us and uh, we go through that. All right. So
1: now we are, we have uh, a story. Miss Rachel here has a story Mm -hmm. for
0: us. Um, This was submitted to us by um, our ghastly ghost section. And it was submitted to us by Christina. Um, She's an avid lister. That's also on our little Facebook group. Um, So she says, hey, ladies, let me begin by saying how much I enjoy listening to both of you. Thank you. (laughs) Rachel, we totally need to have a princess party. Brandy, you look amazing and I admire your strength. If you ever want to visit San Diego and, and the Whaley House, I know a ghost tour guide. I'll give you the hookups. Okay, so on to my ghost man. She calls him her ghost man, which I don't know why I think of Patrick Swayze and
1: Yeah. And ghost here's the thing though. I mean, (laughs) I find it fascinating that she has this relationship that she that enough that she calls him her ghost man.
0: I mean basically. She doesn't like the relationship, I'll put it that way, and you'll figure that out. But it's still it's still her ghost man. All right. All right. So she says the first time I saw him was two years ago. It was around nine PM, everyone was in bed, and I was finishing up the kit in the kitchen and just having some quiet time before heading there myself. Been there. Mm Mm-hmm. I see my husband walk from the hall into our front room, which is unusual because there is nothing in there but couches and a table. I followed him to ask what he needed and no one was there. I'm not scared, just super confused. And I go into my room and ask my husband who was on the bed and had he walked in the front room a minute ago. He said no. Weird, she says in all caps. (laughs) So then maybe six months later... I'm laying in bed, reading, and my husband walks in our room, past me, and into our bathroom. I call his name. No answer. I think rude and get up to talk to him, which she sounds, her personality, she sounds hilarious. I love this story. No one is there in the bathroom in the closet. Then my husband walks in, dot, dot, dot. Then I start to realize there is someone slash something that is similar to my husband's height and build that is walking around my freaking house. For whatever reason, I am the only one that he likes to walk by so far. (laughs) She puts she put in a little asterisk and said nervous laughter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of creepy. Especially it's it seems like it's always centered um, around her. It's it's. Yeah, I'm out. No one else. Yeah. Nope. So the interaction was not my ghost man M.O., but I thought I'd share. So it's another interaction she's going to go into that she's not sure what the heck is going on. A couple weeks ago, life was just super crappy. I'll spare you the details, but when life gets crappy, I dance it out. Sure. When everyone's in bed, I put my headphones in, put the dance music on my phone, and just go to town shaking my booty. And then she said, side note, it helps you get your steps in, too. It does. Tim, Um, (laughs) you should try it. (laughs) Tim's in here, everybody. He's in the office just chilling with us for a second. Um, This night, I was in my front room with no lights on, dancing like a fool. Suddenly, I feel what I can only describe as what is it as what would feel like someone almost touched you. You know that feeling mm-hmm. like if someone's like right above your hand. Okay, she says as if someone's hand passes an, like past my forearm without touching it. But she said, go ahead and try it. Tell me what you feel. <laughs> you feel that little bit of wind that that movement creates. Mm-hmm. It feels spooky. Well, of course, I dance like a fool with my eyes closed, and when I felt. When I felt it, I thought it was my husband being like, Hey, nerd, you need to come to bed. What are you doing? Simmer down. (laughs) Simmer down. I see you shaking that thing. Mm -hmm. I see you, baby, shaking that thing. But I opened my eyes, and there was no one. I checked, and everyone was in the bed. The air wasn't on. The windows weren't open. What the hell? I jumped in bed and under the covers immediately. I was terrified. And then, that's not over yet. Oh, jeez. So she goes on to say, My most recent interaction was yesterday morning. My husband is recently on nights, so he comes home in the wee hours of the morning. Some mornings I hear him, some mornings I don't know big. I hear him come in this particular morning, and I see his form, do what he always does, and head straight through the the bathroom to the closet to get undressed. I shift my body so he has room to get in the bed, and I reposition the blankets to get all snuggly again, and then my phone buzzes. So it's telling me that someone is coming in my front door. I'm assuming she's got like a little like camera or safety right. app on her phone. So she says, I'm staring at it thinking, what? What? And then I hear my actual husband popping the lock on our bedroom door. He stumbles in undressed. So the ghost man strikes again. This time I was particularly creeped out because my door was locked and the dog was in the walkway. And ghost man just walked through both of them like it was nothing.
1: Well, yeah, they can do that. <sighs>
0: Oof. I don't get a bad vibe from Ghost Man. And I like how she cap- she does. She capitalized the G and the M in Ghost Man. Well, like, sure. That's his official name. That's his I official love it. name. Um, she says, I don't really want to interact with him either. I just don't want that bad juju. So if he is chill, I am chill. I honestly thought Ghost would be scarier than this. At this point, he is just kind of annoying. And she said, just kidding, ghost man. We're cool. Don't haunt, don't haunt me. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> With her little nervous laughter. Anyway, she says, that's my story for whatever it's worth. Thanks, ladies. Keep up the awesomeness.
1: I'm out on that. I can't do it.
0: You know, I, I've had, I guess we'll go into that another episode too. But I've had all kinds of weird stuff happen to me. And my best friend listens to this podcast. If you're out there stuff, um, I'm sure you're going to hear this at some point. But she had some creepy stuff happen to her. When she stayed with me for a short period last year Mm -hmm. Um, and my house is magic number 13 years old so it's not that old and she had something creepy happen which there's I can't find anything that had happened there on that land I think it was farmland at one point but nothing else so there's no reason why there should be something weird happening in my house. And, but my mom and my uh, friend teases me and they say, what, wherever you go, something follows you. It's your, I don't know if I'm like jinxed or cursed or whatever, but there's always something that's followed me. So now. Oh, so it's you. Yeah. It might be me. (laughs) So now, you know, if you ever have something creepy happen to you and I've been in your house or something, it's, it's probably my. That's noted. My ghost man. Believe
1: that shit. That's noted.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Ugh. All right. So
1: thank you mm-hmm. for that. Thank you for the stories. If you have any creepy stories you can send us um, that you want to share with us, then you can send them to the Facebook group.
0: Um, you can message me or, or Brandy. Message, mm-hmm. Yep. You can message us or you can go to, um, you can email us hauntedvisionspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes. Uh, and you can also um, send us, you can send a Facebook messenger or whatever. So we're, yeah. we're in good shape there. Um, but do you, what, do you have any final thoughts on the time traveling guy?
0: I think the story is really cool and it kind of makes me laugh just as we've co- covered, you know, things like this before. It kind of seems funny to me that people, there are a lot of people that are gullible and willing to believe it right off the bat. So I'm glad that we found a way to debunk it because this is not the first time that this story's popped up.
1: I don't know. It kind of makes me sad that we debunked it. No more magic. No more magic.
0: Mm,
1: I'm just for Hollywood. I'm just a muggle. <laughs> I'm waiting on my
0: letter from Hogwarts. <sighs> <laughs>
1: Alright, um, if you would like to make a contribution to our podcast to help us offset some cost, you can always go to patreon.com backslash haunted visions. Mm-hmm. And that is all for now. We thank everybody very much for listening.
0: Yes, and thank you to our patreon supporters thank you to our patreon supporters yes
1: yes you're amazing thank you so much we're
0: going to work in the near future the very near future and try to figure out a sticker situation to give stickers to our patreon supporters yes because
1: we appreciate you thank you very very much yes and everybody have a great week thanks so much for listening stay spooky y'all thanks